0: Welcome back to the Athletes for Justice podcast. Y'all, I got a special one for you today. So today, usually we have a guest. Every week for the past four or five months, we've had a guest. This week, I'm gonna be the guest and I'm gonna be saying thank you to every single one, not only of our guests, but of our listeners. Thank you to you, number one. Number two, I'm also going to tell you all about an awesome event that we just did as a nonprofit, and also how we got started. So that is what today's episode is going to be. But before you get started, do the most important thing. Make sure to go and subscribe to this podcast. That's the only way we can let more people know about who we are, what we're about, what we're doing. So make sure to do that, number one. Number two, make sure to share this podcast with your friends, with your family, With your significant other, just share the podcast. And number three, make sure to leave a comment on the podcast. Let us know what you think. So do those three things and we'll be going. And also, before we forget, this is the last few days. My book, Let the World See You, is uh, Amazon deal of the month. The month ends in a day or two. So go to Amazon. The link is going to be in the show notes and go get it. It's $2.99 on Kindle for only two more days. It's called Let the World See You. Go check it out while the deal still is on. So, number one, I just need to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And there are so many people that we need to thank. First, uh, we'll start with the podcast. First of all, uh, we've got an awesome producer named Jason, who is phenomenal. Jason, thank you for all the edits you do for this podcast. You believe with me. You dreamed with me. Thank you for helping make this podcast a reality. Thank you to all the guests. And I could go on, list them, and I'm not even going to do that. I want you to go back and go listen to your favorite episode. Use this day. It's going to be a shorter podcast today. Use this day to go back and listen to your favorite episode. Share your favorite episode. I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite episodes. Use this day to listen, and so thank you to the guests, and then also we've got an awesome uh, intern administrative assistant, Valerie, who is phenomenal she's handling the social media, so Valerie, thank you as well, thank you, thank you, thank you, all the people on the podcast side, super grateful nonprofit side now, so for those who don't know. We have a group of about 15 or 20 or so volunteers who are, these are full, they have full-time jobs. These guys, these men and women are are working. They've got families. They've got lives, yet they volunteer. They use their time, their resources, their money. Really, they're co-founders of our nonprofit. I could list them all, but I'm not going to. You know who you are. Thank you to our amazing team of volunteers. And also, since we're in the, the Thanksgiving mood and thanksgiving day i want to say say thank you to adage so adage they actually did our website and our website the athletes for justice website just won an award for the best design so the team at adage they actually volunteered their time over forty thousand dollars worth of expertise they gave it away for free and so a special thanks to the entire team at adage i am so grateful to each and every one of you. Now, how did we get started? I'm going to use today to explain how we got started and also a little bit about what happened last week that was so amazing. So this is the inception story of Athletes for Justice. So in 2018, it was my last year with the Chicago Bears. I didn't know it was going to be my last year with the Chicago Bears. I I tore my pec, which is a muscle in your chest. I I was out for the season. And the NFL had this Inspire Change initiative, initiative that essentially said if players are serious about making change in their communities, they need to put their money up, put their money where their mouth is. And oh, by the way, if they do, we'll match it to the tune of 250 thousand dollars per team per team and so my teammates and i heard about this opportunity and initially i thought we thought it was a dare we figured man the nfl they're not really serious they probably don't think that the players will actually give this money so we said hey let's call their bluff let's call them out and we were playing for the i was playing for the bears at the time we were going to be the first team to play and not only in the preseason, because we had an extra preseason game, it's called the Hall of Fame game. We played five preseason games that year, but we also were going to be the first team to play during the regular season on national TV. And if you'll recall, the year before, the NFL had made a mandate about taking a knee during the national anthem. Colin Kaepernick, uh, that, the NFL was a little bit confused on what to do. So they said, hey, players are no longer allowed to take a knee before the anthem. That was their their rule that they were making going into the season. They later rescinded that rule, but the rule was made and players were pretty frustrated. We wanted to do something. And so the NFL said, okay, we're rescinding this rule, but if y'all want to make real change, find organizations, find people who are on the ground doing the work, form a committee and put your money up and we will match it. And so me, Chase Daniel, Trey Burton, Mitch Trubisky, Akeem Hicks, amongst a few other people. We were at a a dining room table at our team hotel the night before our first preseason game. And we said, is this even possible? $250,000, how do we get it done? And so Chase Daniel, he plays quarterback right now. He plays for the LA Chargers. He was a teammate of mine in Chicago. He said, hey, well, what if we just had the top paid players on our team each give a set amount, call it $25,000. If you get paid over a certain amount, each player, we love to use our voices and that's great. We love to use our time and show up and that's great. But what if we used our resources? So we did the math. We found there were about eight players who were making over a certain amount of money over, you know, call it two or $3 million. And those eight players, we asked them if they would commit to giving $25,000 and they said yes so all of a sudden you do the math that's right under $250,000 We start asking more players would you commit maybe it's 5,000 maybe it's 10,000 maybe it's 1,000 maybe it's 50 bucks there are players many don't know there are players who are on the practice squad who don't get paid a lot of money they're, they're not making you know, six digits they're making a couple thousand a week could you give some money and they said yes All in all, 45 of the the 53 players on our team gave money. Players gave anywhere from $30, practice squad guys, to $30,000 players gave. And oh, by the way, the NFL matched it. So the NFL matched what the players gave. And not only did the NFL match, but also the Chicago Bears had a matching grant. So they matched it. Not only did the Bears match, but there was another NFL grant that matched as well. All in all, we raised over $800,000 to go to five different nonprofits in the city of Chicago really four in the city and one up by where we lived and so we wanted to focus on organizations and I'll get to kind of the crux of how this happened in a second we wanted to focus on organizations that were on the ground doing the work we wanted to focus on education we wanted to focus on youth we wanted to focus on police community relations we wanted to focus on the city of Chicago and we also didn't want to forget about up by us there was uh, the YWCA, a women's organization, up in Waukegan, Illinois, up by where we lived, that people forgot about as well. So we chose five organizations that encompass those five pillars. The organizations were, as you met, as you heard, the YWCA up in Waukegan in North Chicago. Another organization called Saga, which does in-school tutoring. Another organization called My Block, My Hood, My City, which is a phenomenal organization led by a man named Jamal Cole, who essentially they take kids from community, communities and say, hey, these communities are not communities that we're ashamed of. We're proud of our communities. Come see our communities. By the Hand was another one of the organizations that we chose. They do after school care and wraparound services for kids on the south and west side. Of Chicago and then there was another organization the fifth one was called kicks for the city they give free shoes to the homeless in Chicago and I believe they've even expanded out to different cities and states now we chose five and right around that time I knew and my teammates knew that this this is going to be big so yes this inspire change initiative from the NFL is going to be big but we didn't want it to stop There, We didn't want it to be a one-year thing or a two-year thing where people get excited about and forget. We said, what if we could capitalize? What if we could make this into a long-term, long-lasting nonprofit that even when the NFL forgot about these cities and these communities that needed help, we could still show up? What if we could do that? And so those names that you heard at the beginning, Mitch Trubisky, starting quarterback for the Bears, Chase Daniel who was a backup quarterback for the team. Trey Burton, those of y'all may know him as Mr. Philly Special. He's a Super Bowl-winning, I was about to say quarterback. He's a tight end, but he went through a touchdown pass for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's why he's somewhat of a quarterback as well. Trey Burton, Akeem Hicks, dominant defensive lineman for the Chicago Bears, and me five of us said we could do something and so that year with that money we came up with this idea of athletes for justice and another shout out to Jen Gibson who she is amazing she works for the team and and she she said hey I'll help whatever you all need I'll help and so we met with her we met with a phenomenal lawyer named Nora from this organization called Quarrels and Brady we met and we talked and we met and we talked and we made this great plan to start this great nonprofit. We were going to do it and it was going to be great. And then we had to press pause. Why? Why? Anybody who knows me knows I want to go and I want to go fast and I want to go far. Why did we have to press pause? Well, if you ever started a nonprofit before, you know it's got to go through the IRS, go through the government. And so we had to wait. We had to wait. We raised all this money. We met all these nonprofits. We had the idea and the dream, but we had to wait. And so instead of saying no to all the money and all the help, we said, OK, we'll we'll wait for the process to get this 501c3 approved. But then we're still going to raise the money. We're still going to give the money out. It, and it doesn't have to be under our umbrella. We just want to see people get help. And so we did, as I mentioned, raise over eight hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars. We gave it to all those nonprofits. We didn't take a penny. We gave it all away, which we're so pumped about. And then we waited (laughs) and we waited and we waited. And then finally, months later, we got the approval from the IRS. We became an official 501C3. We were excited, but I was no longer on the bears. (laughs) I had torn my pec, as you heard at the beginning. I was out for the season. And so, yes, that year, I had all this time to learn about nonprofit stuff and, and meet different nonprofit leaders and study and meet these different nonprofits who were on the ground doing the work. But then I was on a different team. I was a free agent. And so we still waited and we were getting our ducks in a row. And finally, fast forward about a year till 2020 as everyone's getting caught up. As you know, George Floyd was was killed. People, players, fans, society was up in arms, didn't know what to do. And I got a call from a friend who actually serves in the nonprofit right now. His name is Richard Kong. He said, Sam. If there ever was a time to use your gifts, to use this nonprofit, to go and make a change, to bring athletes together, Sam, now is the time. Now is the time. I was actually in Arizona. We were in the middle of a pandemic. Chicago had shut down. I was still training for an NFL season. So I went to Arizona to train, to get ready, to be in shape. So I was on the way back was when george floyd got killed a four-day road trip i wasn't watching tv i was in the in the car i didn't know what was going on We were talking about looting and rioting i knew george floyd was killed i was processing i got back and got that call from richard we got to do something i was actually in st louis that night we spent the night in st louis my family and i we continued driving to chicago and the night we got back, I was on a Zoom call with one of those nonprofits that you heard about before, By the Hand. And I said, hey, I just wanted to listen. I just wanted to listen. What do y'all need? What do we What do we need? Where are we going? What does this community need? And and, and Donita Travis, who's the founder and executive at the By the Hand Club for Kids, she was on that call, and along with a... a about 15 to 20 volunteers, even donors who were saying things like, these are African-American men who were saying, man, I'm questioning my faith right now. Another elderly African-American man, a black man said, I went to war for this country and talking about the looting and the rioting. And not only that, the black people being killed, (laughs) at the hands of not only police, but also citizens. And it seemed like there was no justice. He said, I went to war for this country. And it seemed as if this country turned its back on me. What do we do? I was sitting, I was listening, I didn't say much. And finally, Donita Travis asked me, Sam, is there anything you'd like to add? I think Sam's on, we were doing a Zoom call. I think I saw Sam pop on is there anything you'd like to add? And I, I paused. I was taking it all in. And I would love to say, trying to collect my thoughts. I wasn't collecting my thoughts. I didn't know what exactly to say. But anybody who knows me knows I'm a, uh, a person of faith, a person who tries to follow follow God, follow Jesus. That's kind of, it's my identity, a lot of who I am and what drives me. And And this idea popped in my head. And I said, what if God was somehow allowing this community to be torn down so that he could build it up the way that he wanted it? Anyone who knows Chicago knows about redlining, knows that Chicago is the most most segregated city in the United States. It wasn't built right. What if God was allowing it to be broken down so that we could build it up the way that it was supposed to be? With that, I hung up the call. We we prayed. I hung up the call. And I actually went about 30, 40 minutes later to do another call, a podcast with some friends called the Home Team Podcast. If you haven't checked that out, make sure to subscribe to that. I was doing that podcast we were talking about George Floyd and what had happened. And I remember just crying uncontrollably, weeping, mourning, saying something has to be done. And that was when this idea of building something in Chicago was birthed. So from there, I made some calls. I made some calls. I I called up Mitch Trubisky, who was anybody who knows Mitch knows he's exciting. He's passionate. He's a leader. And mind you, as I mentioned, we were on different teams. Now I was a free agent. I didn't have a team. And I said, hey, Mitch, what do you think about getting some people together and trying to bring some change? He said, I'm in. I said, "Okay, well, who else do you think from the team would want to come? He said, I'll call up Allen Robinson, our star receiver, and he'll come to Mitch's White. Alan's black and I'll get to why that matters in a second. So they say and I reached out to a lady named Wendy Borlabi. Wendy is the sports psychologist for the Chicago Bulls. I knew no one for the Bulls, but I knew Wendy Gloria Balage who was our psychologist for the Bears. I said, "Wendy, I know we haven't met yet. We've kind of talked on the phone a couple of times, but hey, I've got this idea I'm trying to bring some people together. What do you think?" She said, "I know some guys who would be in." And She brought two guys, Ryan Archidiakono and Max Struess, and they said they're in. Reached out to a lady named Megan from the Bears, Megan Bauer. And I said, Megan, Megan knows me well. She does PR for the team. I said, Megan, I know you used to work for the Blackhawks. Do you know anyone, anyone at all who may want to show up? And Megan said, I know the perfect guy. So she reached out to Jonathan Taves. And Malcolm Subban, one white, one black. And they showed up. Baseball. So now we've got football covered. We've got basketball. We had hockey, but then baseball. I'd love to get some baseball players involved. The idea was to get all the different sports teams from Chicago's all we have all different logos, but we all are Chicago teams baseball. So I reached, I knew I knew no one from the Cubs or the White Sox. But then my phone rang. My phone rang. Mind you, all this was happening on a Monday. I wanted to get all this together by Wednesday. So like 48, 72 hours, we ended up doing it on Thursday. My phone rings on Tuesday from a guy named Steven Souza, who I'd met seven, eight years ago at a, at a concert. He pocket dialed me. I pick up the phone. It was a number I didn't recognize. But for whatever reason, I picked up and I'm like, hello. And I hear this voice. Hey, oh, Sam, is, is this Sam? And I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. You called me. <laughs> He's like, oh my bad, my bad, man. This is the pocket dial. This is Steven Souza. I said, dude, it sounded like you, but did you change numbers? I didn't have the number. He said, yeah, I changed the, I changed my number. So sorry, pocket dial. But hey, man, how you been? I said, hey, I've been great. Oh, by the way, last I remembered, you played baseball for the Washington Nationals. Do you still play? And if so, do you know anyone who plays for the Cubs? He said, dude, you'll never believe. I just got traded to the Cubs. I said, dude, come on. This is great. I'm doing this event. He said, but I'm not in town. But I know a guy. I said, well, who do you know? He said, do you mind if I give Jason Hayward your number? I said, sure. So Jason Hayward calls me later on that night. He asked about the event. I tell him everything. He says, I'm in. I'm going to call one more guy, Jason Kipnis, who plays for the Cubs as well. Kipnis said he's in one black, one white. They showed up. We reached out. We reach out to, so now we've got Baseball covered. We reached out to Brittany Payton, who's the daughter of of Walter Payton. I was a two-time Walter Payton NFL man of the year. He's a great former Chicago Bear. She she showed up. Tyler Lancaster, who went to Northwestern and Austin Carr, one black, one white. Training with them in the off season, they both went to Northwestern and Chicago area college. They both play in the NFL, and they showed up. And all of a sudden, with this, within a span of forty-eight to seventy-two hours, we had ten or so athletes from nearly all the different Chicago teams. We even reached out to the Chicago Sky, and soon thereafter, Diamond DeShields of the Chicago Sky, the WNBA team they won, won seven out of their last eight games. They're doing amazing right now. She showed up. And we sat and we listened. And a lot of y'all have heard this story, but I'll quickly tell it again. We listened to the kids in the community. We brought together pro athletes, police officers, and youth. And we just sat and listened to each other. And yes, it was great. We listened and we learned. and We learned so much. If you want to hear more, you can listen to an earlier podcast from when we started this. But, After we listened and learned, and specifically go listen to the podcast with Donita Travis and Azaria Baker, who's one of these young girls we listen to, and Donita helps lead one of these nonprofits, we listened and we went and took a tour of the west side of Chicago. And we saw a food desert. And us as athletes said, what if we could do something to help solve it? And so a year ago, we raised about 15, 18 players raised about a half a million dollars, not about exactly half a million dollars bought a liquor store, turned it into a food mart. But the dream was always bigger. The dream was always, what if we took the first step and then we got the entire community involved? What if we got the entire city, the entire state, the entire nation involved? This thing was never meant to be local. We wanted to go global. And so about a year later, fast forward to now, fast forward to last week, had the opportunity to do a a 24-hour radiothon. And this is really why I want to call and say thank you. Last week, Wednesday, we did a 24-hour radiothon. So Danny Parkins, who's one of the hosts on 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station, the home of the Cubs, and many other Chicago teams, he he called me a few months ago when my book came out. He had read the book. We promoted it, Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. He said, Sam, this book is amazing. I know we have different belief backgrounds, right? You see, you know, you're, you got the Christian or follower of Jesus. Like I'm Jewish. I'm kind of, we have different, but, but I want to make a change. And I've been trying to figure out an organization to partner with that has a sports tie, but something tangible, something that we can attain and, and specific goal. And I just don't know where to go. I said, dude, I've got the perfect idea. There's this nonprofit that I started called Athletes for Justice. I know you called me about Let the World See You about the book, which once again, reminder, it's two ninety nine on Kindle. So y'all go get this book. Make my life. It'll make me super happy. Go get the book. He said, I, and I said, I know you called about that, but what if we did this? What if we partnered 670 The Score and Athletes for Justice partnered? And and finished off that food mart that we had started. He said, what do you mean? I told him the story that you all just heard. And he said, I love it. It's something that the city can get behind. Fans can get behind. We can touch it. We can feel it. We can grasp it. It's got the sports tie. Let's do it. And so I was probably a 40 minute call. And all of a sudden the wheels started turning. And so there's so many people from Ashley Fields at the score to Mitch Rosen, who runs the whole show, Rachel down there at the score, Chrissy. I mean, their team was phenomenal in get, getting everything set up. The Athletes for Justice volunteers, uh, Samantha, Rachel. I mean, we've got a, a Rich, Casey, amazing. Everybody on board. And then our even our accounting team. And once again, y'all are sitting here like Sam. What are you? What is this podcast? This is my way of saying thank you. Our accounting team at Dime, and they're phenomenal. If you don't, if you need an accountant, go to them. They set everything up for this twenty-four hour radiothon, in which our goal was five hundred thousand, and as of today, it's over seven hundred thousand dollars raised, which is great. You can applause. But what's even more amazing? is that that amount is from nearly 5,000 different people. Not 15 pro athletes, not a government official, not a, a, a millionaire, 500 people. You know what the average gift was? A little under 100 bucks. Over half of the people gave a $25 donation. So right now, if you still want to be involved, yes, it was a 24-hour radiothon. And yes, those 24 hours have passed, but if you still want to be involved, you can actually text "Give to four four nine nine five and you can actually give. you can be involved. you can help support athletes for justice. And also, if you want to be involved as well, you can go to athletesforjustice.org and you can be involved. You'll see our campaign right there. you can still be involved, and it's it's just. I mean, I, I don't have too many words. I'm just over the moon. I'm super excited. So those are two ways to be involved. You can donate. And so what I'm just amazed at is that a dream, a dream from two years ago, a year when I torn my peck, I was out for the season. I started serving and it was amazing. I said, man, what if this could be something bigger? It was a dream. We had to wait, go through the process. We had to wait we moved anyway and then all of a sudden something came up pain produced purpose and we were able just last week to to raise this money to go and build this food mart and and, I, and lest i forget cuz some people say well sam you're only supporting this food mart there's so many more let me let me remind everyone we've partnered with other organizations we actually partnered with the chicago sky the entire team And last year, we supported five different nonprofits, raised another $100,000 from the sky, their fans, and the players, not only on the sky, but across the WNBA, and supported five different nonprofits. Future Ties started by a lady named Jennifer Maddox, who's on the south side. She's a police officer on the south side of Chicago. We supported them. There's a guy named Pastor Phil Jackson, who's phenomenal. He'll be on this podcast soon. You'll hear from him soon. He works on the west side of Chicago. He works in gang violence intervention. They stop all the shootings you hear about. His organization, they go and they stop the retaliatory shootings. A couple other organizations in Chicago, BYP 100, Movement for Black Lives. And also, as you heard by the hand, we've supported these organizations. And so I just want to say thank you. I know if anyone listened to the 24-hour radiothon, which Danny hosted, thank you, Danny, for doing that 24-hour straight. If anybody listened, I said I'm inviting every single person who donated, and I'll extend it. Every person who's listening, even if you didn't donate, because some, some people don't have the money or, or the resources at the time. But even if you're listening and saying, man, I'm thinking about them, I'm praying for them, I'm volunteering. We had, a, we had volunteers at the call center, y'all. We had like 20, 30 volunteers. I went there. I picked up some calls. We were, yeah, there was a call-in number. Volunteering from morning till night, taking calls, taking these people's credit card information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to every single person who is involved, who has been involved, or who will be involved. It started as a dream took a little bit of pain as Jason Hayward said baseball player he said channel it channel that pain and and he said take aim I see it almost like a baseball coming at you take aim and and hit it and that's what we're doing you all are doing that and so I'm just using today to say thank you to the people who gave if I could write letters to each and every one of you I would but this is my letter my voice is my letter. Thank you to those who gave, the 5,000 of you. Thank you to the volunteers at the SCORE, the people who I didn't even mention. Thank you to the Athletes for Justice. I call them co-founders. If they weren't here setting the scene, doing all the behind-the-scenes work, none of this would happen. Thank you to the Dime team, our accounting team, the best in, in, the, in the world. Thank you to Adage, who does our website, Which, once again, if y'all heard it, won an award for best. I didn't even plan. Nobody planned this. Thank you. To all the kids, the youth who are running Austin Harvest, this food mart on the west side of Chicago. It's at 423 North Laramie. If you ever want to go visit, the pop-up mart is open Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Go visit, 2 to 6 p.m. But the permanent mart, and I'll close here, the permanent food mart, because I want you all to go visit. It's right now we've been working with an architect, once again, another another person who's been volunteering his time, his talents. They've been working with the kids. We got the drawing. It's submitted to the city right now. So we're just waiting on approval. Once that thing is approved for all the coding, et cetera, this building will be built. Permanent food mart, not a temporary, not a pop-up. A permanent food mart called Austin Harvest, providing community through food. I want everybody to pull up. I want everybody to come through. I want everybody to come and check out this venue because without you, this dream would never have become a reality. So this is my way of saying thank you to every single person Whether you're on the podcast side, you're on the nonprofit side, whether you're on the Athletes for Justice team, the accounting team, the SCORE team, you made this happen. And so I want to celebrate with you. And so until next time, this is Sam Acho from the Athletes for Justice podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends. Leave some comments and I would be remiss if I didn't tell y'all about this Amazon Kindle deal of the month for Let the World See You. You'll probably get annoyed at me talking about this. But if you read the book, you don't have to listen to me anymore (laughs) because you'll just listen. You'll listen to the book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Peace.